Welcome to the Boulderfly Podcast, where we interview the people shaping the future in and from Boulder. We're here with Bobby Stuckey, uh, the owner of Frasca Food and Wine, which operates uh, two boulders and restaurant, boulder restaurants, uh, Frasca Food and Wine and Pizzeria Locale, and uh, a restaurant in Denver and also a wine bar. Um, that's correct, Bobby, right? Yes, sir. Okay. And we're we wanted to speak with uh, with you, Bobby, because you wrote a you wrote an op-ed or, or a column in uh, Food and Wine recently, talking about the importance of restaurants to the economy and also some of the challenges they're facing with even some of the recovery efforts that the government has made. Um, can you describe you, you describe Restaurants as a keystone species in the economy. Can you describe how you see that playing out specifically in Boulder? Yeah, it's the same here in Boulder. Is as and then you spread out to Colorado, and then you spread out to the country, the region, and the country. It, it, it really equates pretty much in any community the same way. Um, it's it's very interesting. Our our industry. If you would have asked me six weeks ago, I couldn't have told you how important we are to the U.S. economy. I would have listed 10 other industries that now that I paid attention to my own industry, um, I realized we dwarf in size and importance. So I'll take restaurants. Um, So in the state of Colorado, um, 10% of the workforce is independent restaurant, is restaurant workers. 75% of the 10% of our workforce in in Colorado is um, they work for independent restaurants. Uh So then when you go outside of our state, for the whole United States, we make up 11 million jobs. Just independent restaurants. What's what's the definition of an independent restaurant? Uh. An independent restaurant, the definition is a restaurant that is of a group that is less than 20 restaurants mm. of the same name. And in our case, for the IRC, Independent Restaurant Coalition, you know, we kind of look at that as like a restaurant, if you're a restaurant in a group that does less than $100 million in revenue. Got it. Um, an and, annual, and like an for, annual revenue. For the whole group. Yeah. So, like, if you took, you know, a great restaurant group in New York, you know, 100 million, that's probably, you know, 10 restaurants with 10 million in revenue. Yep. Now, we're a smaller market, so, but I'm looking at the whole country. Gotcha. Um, um, so, 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 we make up 11 million jobs just to give you kind of a sense of reference. Yeah. The airline industry, which... I'm a fan of, I consult for American airlines. I love the airline industry. They mean a lot to our country, but we are 15 times larger than the airline industry. Mm-hmm. You mean just like the independent restaurant, like job market? Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As a job creator. So, so, so you mentioned that before this, you wouldn't have said, you wouldn't have said it was such an important part of the, the economy. I, would, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have understood it. Um, and then as we, and when, and when I started delving into this, literally March 16th, when we closed, mm-hmm. 
And I started uh, when I started working with the Independent Restaurant Coalition, which only started March 16th. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your role um, there? Did it, you did you play? Were you a founding member there, or did you just? Um, jump there's in? a group of us. There's a group of us that got it started, and uh, I'm on the uh, leadership advisory board. Gotcha. And and um, I work on a subcommittee on policy, so I've spent a lot of my days. Um, you know, right now we're trying to get some things together right now, but, and then that will dovetail into us talking about the PPP, but the, the cornerstone species theory came up when we wrote that op-ed. Um, so we're 11 million jobs. Yeah. You take that out. The crazy thing about the restaurant industry is in America, there are 10 million additional jobs that solely operate because of the restaurant industry, but they don't fall into restaurants. Yeah. They right. might be a small fish broker who only has accounts with restaurants. Yeah. It might be a farmer that only sells to restaurants. Mm-hmm. It might be a linen company that only sells to restaurants, a flower company that only sells to restaurants. So the suppliers within that, Boom. that chain. is an additional yeah. $10 million job. Yeah, And you've already started to see it play out. Um, there's a, a food distribution company, uh, multiple ones, that within two weeks of restaurants closing, they stopped carrying fresh foods, fruits and vegetables on their stock list mm. Mm. within 14 days. Wow. Yeah. And the, the ripple effects and, are just, you know, they go on and on, like in a lot of it industries. It goes on and on. And the the thing about our industry is we are the biggest private job creator, period, yep. for private jobs. The only job creator that's close to us in size is if you can combine the military and the federal government. Wow. So you, you all really took an economist view of, of – of the importance of, or where restaurants, especially independent restaurants yeah. fit into the landscape, um, yeah. national landscape. So that helps you orient your talking points around <clears throat> helping with the PPP. Before we go there, what, um, did you, did you all apply and get a PPP loan? PPP loan? Yeah. So we, you know, we are a combination of the worst combination Two two of our, loans sit with chase and two of our loans two of our bank accounts were with uh, wells fargo yeah um so if you read in the news what happened to people that applied to wells fargo and chase yep they got in a lot of trouble uh i'm not saying that happened to us but let's just say i don't have a ppp loan right now uh-huh we, we still have our application in with chase and we also have our application in with pack west we pivoted and went with pack west and i hope we get our PPP loan. And even if you did, uh, there's some challenges. <laughs> I think that's part of what you what you are advocating for. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I've spoken with a couple of restaurant owners already <clears throat> in Boulder that that had got the funds and also are concerned about using them because of some of the uncertainties and also some of um, the challenges with it. What what are some of the key challenges you see um, with the PPP? Well, I, I want to say first, yep. both sides of the aisle. Democrats and Republicans worked very hard to get that CARES package out. Now, a couple things happened 
that made it detrimental for restaurants. Yep. Um, what happened was, first of all, no one really believed on a national level that would be closed this long. Yeah. So, like, here in Colorado, we had Mayor Hancock tell Denver restaurants are closed till May 11th. So we kind of went into the crisis going, it's going to be at least two months. Yeah. The federal government, when they were working on the Hill, doesn't matter if, it, if it's Mitch McConnell or Nancy Pelosi, it doesn't matter. They went into this thinking eight weeks. Yeah. Yep. They also went into it not knowing the needs of the restaurant industry, mm-hmm. both sides. Mm-hmm. Because think about it. If you go six weeks earlier, I didn't even understand our needs. Totally. And I'm an owner. Yeah, yeah. In- and that's where the IRC comes in, and we have to spend – we are tired of, tirelessly working as an organization to get this information out there. Yep. And when you talk to someone, and it doesn't matter um, what side of the aisle um, – if you talk to either side of the aisle, once you explain it to them, a majority of both sides of the aisle, it clicks with. Yeah. And, and the main issue yeah. with it is is that um, like it's uncertain whether whether the loan be be forgiven or that, that most of it is for the actual payroll and restaurants like yeah. they exactly. don't they really don't have the payroll to pay right now because they don't have the they're not no. serving people. It doesn't make sense. If you're yeah. an accounting firm and you're working, you've teams working from home or a law office and teams are working from home, it works out well. Yep. But all you're asking the restaurants to do is to take the PPP yep. and for eight weeks pretend you're the unemployment office. That's all you're doing. Yep. Yep. Because if you look at yesterday or two days ago, these days just in together, you know, we were saying in Denver, uh, they were saying in Denver, and they're saying for the state, look, restaurants might be able, they're going to start opening businesses May 1, but really maybe restaurants, best case scenario, mid-May or June. Yeah. Well, then you only have 30 days to use your PPP while the lights yep. are on, best case scenario, yep. at 50% occupancy. Yep. Yep. And so then, and then that, that loan comes due in the near term, which is another one of the issues you're, <laughs> you're, you're advocating for is like lengthening out when the loan is due. Yeah. Yep. Got it. So when are you all planning to reopen? Cause I know, I know governor Polis kind of issued a phased reopening. Um, like for example, Frasco, when, when do you think you're going to start? I'm sure you've been doing like, like takeout, I imagine. We have not, we made a choice. Not to do takeout during the height of the crisis from the day we closed moving forward because mm. um, we just did not – look, when people ask for social distancing, we're not against other places doing it. We as a company wanted to make sure our employees and guests were as safe as possible. Yeah, yeah. Now, we are, are, we are, um, we are looking at – doing some packages to go packages yep. next week, like one day only. Okay. And then do it again next week. But uh-huh. very, because we wanted to wait for the, the, the bulk of the crisis to do it and be as safe as possible. Yep. Got it. Which, you know, from your colleagues in, in the Boulder scene, what are you hearing about 
maybe some of the lasting impacts it's going to have on the scene. I know that's putting a lot of stress on a lot of restaurants which have thin margins already. Um, what do you think that, that the residents can expect uh, like it to look like when this thing shakes out, maybe even in, a, in six months to, to a year? Oh, I think we need a, a restaurant stabilization package like the airlines got. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think if you're going to, I don't look, I'm a very positive person. I'm a positive guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll be really as positive as I can. <laughs> mm-hmm. We could lose a third of our restaurants. Wow. By September. Wow. No questions asked. Most people don't understand this. Everyone's romanticized about the restaurant industry, but at the end of the day, the average profitability of a restaurant in 2019 was 6% profit. Most CEOs of other industries would not take a CEO position at a job with that 6% profit. Yeah. It's it's frightening. You've got to be, it's a different industry and we need to get it stable. And the, I don't have a crystal ball, but we'll have a lot of, casualties what's the main stressor from this is just cash flow shut off (laughs) and um maybe a slow recovery put it this way you're close to two months yeah minimum you're going to be opening up with 50 50 percent reduced occupancy with a majority of new costs for if, if they if the the words that I've been seeing going around the country, you know, everyone using a mask, two masks per employee a day, minimum, blah, blah, blah. For a company of our size of 225 employees, uh, just the mask alone is $300,000 for the year. Whoa. Well, okay. That's a good, that's a good insight there. <laughs> um, Cause you, you're, you're getting hit from both sides there. Yeah. Shoot. You know, of course, landlords aren't going to want to reduce your your occupancy fifty percent. Yeah, but you're asked. You know, what, you know, it's this and in real estate, it's location, location, location. Yeah. So restaurants have historically bought into that, paid higher rent to be in a location that yep. drives more revenue. Yeah. So you're going to pay rent for a great location in Boulder. Yeah. But well, you well that's a there. good that's a good point there because we're talking about the Fed help, but there's also some local options as well, like working with landlords. And I know that's a big cost that's not being um, offset now with revenue. Is are, are you seeing in your case landlords work with you and, and defer and and maybe even forgive some some rent? Not to the magnitude that it needs to be to yep. to, to yep. save this industry. Yeah, everyone's got to get it to save this industry. You need it on the civic level, the state level, the federal level, and the guest level. Yep, and the landlord level. You need all five of those things yep. to say, "Wow, how did we let an in- industry get this fragile? Mm-hmm. What do we need to do to mm-hmm. make it better?" Mm-hmm. So there's potentially some infrastructure things, maybe even going forward, because like you mentioned, the 6% yeah. profit margin is, we hear it all the time. So that's just razor thin. That's very vulnerable. Yeah. like, And the fact that we all thought that was a okay. 
Mm-hmm. This is a come to Jesus, this crisis. We just can't live that way anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, this was um, this was really kind of insightful. I appreciate you taking the time and sharing <clears throat> sharing what you're seeing and, and working on. Anything else you'd like to add um, about this topic and or the restaurant scene in Boulder going forward, trying to handle this? I look at, I can't wait to get back to doing what I normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I love working tirelessly with the IRC to help out the independent restaurant coalition, I love it. Yeah. Really my strength is taking care of guests and I can't wait to do that. Yeah. Got it. Well, really appreciate you taking the time, Bobby and yeah, we'll stay you. in touch. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye.